yeah, so so ready yourself, steady yourself. You don't move around too much or else the camera moves. Yeah. Right. What do you mean? Right. I can move around as much as I want. That, yeah, but I mean, don't. That is disturbing. <laughs> it's not. Wow. I'm really putting Tim Apple yeah. to the test. Hello, and welcome to the latest episode of Zero K, the podcast where we discuss uh, the future of Urbit with some of the guys building this operating system for the next 500 years. Today, we have Master Botech, uh, nay, Matt Levan. Let's just, you know, use the name here. Um, Matt has been working on Urbit for a pretty decent amount of time, or been involved with the project for a pretty decent amount of time, and most recently uh, has done a lot of work on the runtime and uh, and the event log system, which is going to talk to us about a little bit more. So, um, and then we're going to, at the end, we're staving. We've been having a, a sort of um, a, uh, I want to say debate slash um, wrestling, intellectual wrestling match about the new Apple VR thing. So I think, uh, I think uh, Master Botek wants to ambush me with some, uh, some takes on that. So we could do that at the end. Um, but welcome to the podcast, welcome. Uh, Master. And yeah, um, thanks. Yeah, it's good to, good to have you here finally. Yeah. So. I, we're starting with everybody. We're starting the same thing. Like walk us through your, you're born, right? Okay. And then a whole bunch of uneventful stuff happens in your life. And then you find out about Urbit and then it changes, right? So like, just kind of uh, walk us through that. The process. true beginning. The true beginning. Second Be you. No, oddly enough, that's crazy because I was thinking about more about how I got into Urbit and stuff like this. And I do have to give a little bit of a quick rundown on the before. Basically, I grew up in Southern California and then I went and just, I, I was like a hippie for a good amount of time living up in Northern California. I went to school at Humboldt state where all okay. the redwoods all right. are so all the way at the top. You have and the, the hippie, Cal- hippie cred then. Yeah. My hair was down to here. It was like majoring in hacky the whole thing <laughs> majoring hacky sack i like to call it my four-year vacation with a few essays in between yeah yeah um and then um no nah, and then but you know i came back home was like i can't do anything because i studied like comparative religions you compare not, religions not very right. useful <laughs> i just imagine like you know one of those like um grids where they're trying to sell you thing on a on a website and it's yeah. like the 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 green check boxes and the red x's and you could just compare religions kind of like nerd <laughs> okay. wallet does you know so literally cards. the state university website tagline for the department what for the major was the sky's the limit like what can you do with this the sky's the limit <laughs> that, right like i will not they're like, we don't really <laughs> know. So, ended up Sky. being true. And I'm, I'm, we're heading to Mars now. So, it's true. You know, pretty Blimped cool. Out. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, anyways, I had to come back. And after a trip to India, uh, like I kind of got my head straight. I was there for six months. That's why I was noticing. That's where you got your head yeah. straight? Interesting. I, I got my head straight because it's like, well, this is like a third world. Like, this place <laughs> is a lot different. Because they hype it up in California, man. That's hyped, fully hyped, you know? Yeah. Anyways, and then I went back to school for computer science. Somehow they willing to accept me for a master's in computer science after that. Uh, I, I like the idea that you were scared straight by India, though. That's a pretty... 
Yeah, he said, he said, no way. No way. Computers. Indians are nice. And don't get me wrong. The people are very genuine as far as my experience went. And, but when you lack basic civilizational infrastructure, like sewage, garbage collection, uh, uh, traffic systems. Yeah. Life's there are downsides what you're saying. (laughs) Yes. So. Um, and then I was just, I was in Southern California for my master's. Um, and I, well, I can I ask actually, a question? Yeah. So you, so you studied comparative religion in college and then you went to computer science, but you didn't really tell us anything about like, what's your connection to computers? Oh yeah. So that. I grew up, my dad is, uh, an embedded software engineer in the aerospace industry. So C programmer. Um, and yeah, so I grew up around computers and stuff. And, and, and it, he, he didn't mention this point, but we grew up basically in the same place. And that area of Southern yes. California is like, is very deep. Like everyone's dad's an engineer basically, or was during yes. that time yes. uh, and worked like on satellites and things of that nature. So it's like, yes. it was totally part of the culture. Well, it's beautiful because um, Southern California yeah. has ton- Boeing, Raytheon, Northrop Grumman, all these major defense contractor uh, companies that building everything from airplanes to to rockets and uh, you know missiles and et cetera, et cetera. Tools of civilization, in other words, <laughs> the finest. Yeah, the finest. So, uh, so yeah, yeah. No. So you um, went back to school. You went back to school. Yeah. And I had to do a bunch of leveling courses to like get the basic math and stuff for CS. And, and I, yeah, once again, last episode, I was just listening to the episode you guys just did with Ted. Um, you, you say something like, uh, you never know what's going to happen when you post. <laughs> right. <That's> true. <laughs> Yeah. And yeah, that's literally, I was just, I was just like scrolling, you know, the orange site in class <laughs> during class, like as during my last year of my master's degree and just rabbit hold hard on it. Um, and then I ended up, um, just devouring as much as I could about Urbit and then reading the white paper and then, uh, emailing, Tlon seeing if they would help me out to figure out if I could do a master's project. Um, so I said, so yeah, so I did. And it's kind of actually the thing I was working on there. I mean, I could go into that because there's, there's something Wait, so hold there. on. So j- just to be clear, but, you did your master's project for your master's on Urbit. Yeah. Is that published somewhere? Do you know? Or is that public anywhere? Yeah, it could be in the, like, the the archives of the university. Yeah, it's like in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just funny because this is totally just a conversation we've been having because like trying to get the Urbit Wikipedia edited is like this mm. epochal, like just two big words, epochal and Sisyphean task, both of these things. And it's like, because there's like some Wikipedia editors that are just like, hate Urbit for like the depth of their, and they just sit there and you try to be like, Urbit is an operating system. Like, mm, dubious site needed. You know, it's Operating like, it's function, actually. <laughs> it's, it's, like, <laughs> it's like citation, please. 
urban exists citation you know and um and so it's sort of we've been like oh we need more like academic we need pdfs you know to prove this it's like ah this is how we do it yes yeah okay anyway so you so you were like in the emails you were emailing talon which meant like basically you're emailing galen or you know back in the day it was no nobody it was keaton and galen and the uh gerdish the other one yeah 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 and they're like yeah cool just come up so i drove my truck up there fall of 2017. uh this must have been after you and i met though i think so i think yeah because the first urban meetup i ever went to was in long beach california at some guy's house i forget that who that guy was but isaac simpson uh, who now goes by disgrace propaganda he's still around he's still okay uh, and then it's like what what do you know there's a big cheerful uh like hispanic looking hawaiian shirt sandal wearing barbecue grilling apron wearing dude who's having a jovial time and it, it was you <laughs> grill the the grilling is also is central dude, to the whole urban mythos actually i mean i have pictures of that meetup it's pretty uh that was that was Foslop was there i think yeah, yeah, awesome. Mark was there, yeah, no. and Keaton, and uh, I don't really remember anybody else. Um, There's a few characters that are still around. From yeah. Um, so, yeah, from there, yeah, then I was up in the Tulan offices, and that was, like, the real moment that sunk in, like, this is brilliant. This is absolutely brilliant. Urbit is brilliant. Like, because I just, I met more of the smartest people like I had ever met in my life in one room in the Talon offices. And I was, I was there for like one week. And that was the same week that they invited Master Morizad to mm. come and like, you know, do some work there. AKA yell in the kitchen. I was class. just gonna say that's, that's when <laughs> things got loud. <laughs> yeah. Me and Master Morizad in the same office really is like an audio, it's like a hazard. Sorry, I apologize. So, so yeah, and yeah, that, I mean, and then I was kind of like, like lots of people say, like, I kind of went about living my life after finishing that semester. I mean, I mean, I was generously granted some, some addresses and, you know, held on to those and, Paid taxes. But you did more work. You went and got more like embedded systems like. Well, I worked at Honeywell Aerospace out of college. Um, but I mean, talking about the birth thing, that's what's that's what's crazy about Urbit for me. Like Urbit has been wrapped up with my whole professional career, like before mm-hmm. I even started my professional career. So it's like I haven't been working on it full time for all that time but it's coming up on the majority now because I've only really been working full-time for like, what is it, 2023? I started 2018, January. Okay, yeah. So I like one more year and then I'll have been working on Urbit longer than anything <laughs> else crazy. in my entire really professional career. Yeah, yeah. Which is, I think about that sometimes long. like, it's just like, yeah, because I mean, I'm, Sim- similar thing. I also spent a lot of my youth uh, studying comparative literature, 
so mm-hmm. I can compare literature. Um, religion's not really my expertise. Um, There's but, uh, related literature. Related. <laughs> um, but it's like so much, yeah, so, so much of my professional time has been working on urban. It's just like a funny thing, you know, because it's like you see people that for whom I think it's like a binary distribution. Like, like, have you heard of it at all? Or like, has it consumed most of your life? So right. there's very few people that actually are just like, ah, eh, spent some time on it and then you know, went to go write some JavaScript. I guess it mm-hmm. happens, but it's like, I guess you just don't ever meet them, you know, hear them. Mm-hmm. Um, so very, and so, but so, but you recently have been working at the foundation. So now you're mm-hmm. working full time, all time, all the time. Yeah. Um, uh, and so what I was going to, uh, what I really want to talk about is kind of what I've been working on since you've been at the foundation, since you've been like, full-time you you're not working uh uh neglecting your wife and children to work on urbit i mean you mm-hmm. do that you know um and so what i want to know is kind of like walk us through the stuff that you were working on that you kind of transitioned to the foundation okay like right before yeah because i think it kind of yeah. leads into it right you were doing yeah, yeah. source stuff that kind of got brought on uh right yeah i mean i guess the big research project that i was working on before um, before working for the foundation was called Seguro and Armada, which were like a pair, like pair of technologies that, um, Wex and I thought would make bare metal urbit hosting possible. Okay. So it was like Seguro is like secure or safe in Spanish. And then Armada is, you know, like a fleet of naval ships. Right. And so can you just, for everyone's edification, um, yeah. Explain the difference between like bare metal hosting and kind of what happens now, like how people actually yeah. host ships right now. That's a good question because, you know, a lot of kind of my side focus is in an, like sort of in and out in the hosting world. Like I would like to see hosting really just like van- like vamped up so that it's just easier for any star owner to run a, a small hosting platform for their yeah. planets and stuff, you know. But um most, I think, hosting platforms are running on cloud platforms, which is like, you know, very reasonable, very uh, manageable. And such as Google, GCP, GCP, uh, or Digital Ocean, AWS, AWS, AWS yeah. you know, Azure, sorry, We're, uh, Azure. Yeah, I don't know if anyone's on there, but um, yeah, but so bare metal hosting would be I'm actually running these Urbit ships on my own infrastructure, on my own servers that I own. And maybe I rent out, you know, space at a co-located, a colo, where, colo. you know, we so, get okay, so, so just let me just restate what you said and tell me if it's wrong, basically. So what a cloud host does, though, is mm-hmm. it there's like a layer of software that makes it so that like the software that you're nominally running, like Urbit, Mm-hmm. actually runs on top of software that it's and then how that stuff is like what machine it goes on and the network connections and all that stuff is kind of like abstracted away so it's sort of like but the problem with that is what like because that actually sounds kind of convenient so wh- why is there a problem with gcp well they are very good i mean this all this stuff. so like all this stuff is running on kubernetes right most most of the, i think the main, the biggest, like most scaled urban hosting platforms are running on Kubernetes clusters, 
which yeah. is like, you know, a common corporate, you know, deployment strategy for, you know, apps, services and stuff. Kubernetes um, being one of these software platforms that does this abstraction layer, right? Yeah. And orchestrates things. Originally called Borg by Google, which because it was it was from a research project. It was an internal system at Google that they use to basically distribute um, software services across machines with Docker for their containers. Own stuff, I'm assuming. For their own yeah. stuff, for okay. their own yeah. stuff. Um, and then of course, like the best business model is to take your internal thing and then open source it, make it public and make everybody else in the world basically learn, learn your yeah. system. It's yeah. like, it's like brilliant. It's like the best way to train potential engineers that could work on your stuff. Yeah. Like get them to learn all, all your stuff because it's the de facto standard anyways. Um, so the problem with it. It is quite complex. It's extremely complex, like administering a cluster, a Kubernetes cluster that you can run orbit ships on is immensely like it takes an immense amount of managerial overhead, you know, not yeah. to mention you, you're not, you know, you don't own the full stack, so to speak. Right. Yeah. And we, so you can get pulled. I mean, that's, that's the, thing right i mean at the I end mean, of the day if gcp doesn't like you you get off right or yeah. even if that's not the case you're still just dependent on some other you know yeah yeah corporate you have to be for for some like Schmuck. spice yeah. reason it's just like it goes out of no. business or it gets acquired or something like that or it changes like urban makes it really easy to be a cockroach though because they could stamp your foot but since we've got pure functional server you know like we just shut it down zip it up, ship it somewhere else and boot it up again. Yeah. If, so, that's, if that was your main concern, yeah, you could definitely just move it between GCP. But I think what's interesting is like, I mean, many people probably have not had this um, pleasure, but like if you go and you go and look at the documentation for like actually G everything you can do on these platforms, it's insane. Mm -hmm. It's like the, the documentation, it's like reading the documentation is a job unto itself. And yeah. so it's sort of like one argument is that, you know, because it is such a general purpose thing, you have to overlearn and over engineer things, right? Because really, you're only trying to mm -hmm. run one program, which is Urbit. You're not trying to like, yeah. run a zillion program. You're trying to like yeah. run one Urbit and configure it, right? So that's another, it's simpler that's as well, true. potentially. Yeah. But, anyways, you know, lots of people interested in Urbit are rightfully interested in, you know, um, self hosting and, you know, kind of like, you know, cypherpunk style. Yeah. It's part situation. of the story. It's part so of the narrative. I was just talking to one of my friends this morning. Hey, could we, you know, maybe run some hosting platform or our own metal here? Because I got a little data center room right over there. I could install racks of native planets. Heck. Yeah. You know, be great. Seguro, explain, explain how Seguro and Armada kind of fit okay, in that right. vision. Yeah. So Seguro is meant to be a event log replication. So basically... Um, every Urbit ship has its own event log, which is just a, a file that keeps all the events that your Urbit hears in, you know, you know, a key value database. And, um, but it's a single node, right? So it's like, if you lose that file, then it's not good. 
Um, it, it's over. It, yeah, I mean, you, you're still fine if you have your snapshot because the way the Urbit hears events and then... Yeah, so I was going to say, walk, walk people through like yeah. just the ba- high level, like what is the structure of the event log? Like not okay. a, like a theoretical level, but actually what is it? What is it and where is it? And stuff yeah. Like that. yeah, cool. So every Urbit ship is a folder, right? On your computer. Uh, usually it's named after your... your ID. So it's going to be for me, Master Botech, Roslet Tanner, Poldek Tontech. Inside that folder, if you show the hidden files, um, you're going to like LSA or whatever, you're going to see a dot herb. Um, what else? Dot bin, where like binaries are stored. And then uh, in the dot herb folder, there's like a, a CHK check checkpoint folder for snapshots and then a log folder for your event log. Inside of the event log, you've got a data.mdb file. So this is a lightning memory mapped database file, which is, uh, it's a key value store. It's really fast. It's like a, as fast as a memory database, but it's just like inside of that file, there are two schemas or tables or kind of like tables or schemas. Um, their first one is the events. It's called events. And it's just key value pairs where the keys are, um, you know, one, two, three, four, up until whatever event you're on. And then the values are jammed nouns, which are, uh, you know, urbit data's. Internal data representation. Mm-hmm of what the event is. Um, so your Urbit computes those events. Um, let's see, wait, it, it computes and then commits those events to that log. And then once those events are committed or once the event is committed, then side effects are released by, by Ver, the interpreter. Yeah. So, so one thing I want to, I mean, it's funny that the prehistory of this system, so now it's a little database, mm-hmm. right? That is essentially a list of events, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, the index, indices, but it's a list of events, right? Yep. But before it was literally just a flat file. Do you remember this? Oh, no. And it I was literally, a, it was like just a file, right? You just wrote oh. all the events to the file system. Okay. Um, and it's interesting though, because this system sounds almost like trivially I mean, from the outside, you're like, duh, right? The problem is that event log is the source of truth. And if anything goes wrong in writing it, you're effed. So you use, (laughs) it's Mm -hmm. a family show, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, so, so really the, 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 the whole mechanism of like making sure that an event is written before you proceed is a lot of like, you got to really make sure that that's done correctly. Um, right. And there's a lot of like making a computer. I mean, this is actually one of those things where you're like, you think it's simple, but it's really not on a computer to m- actually know that something has been written mm-hmm. is difficult, right? Cause you really don't want to mess this up. So there's a lot of stuff related, just making that clean and making sure it's not going to get corrupted. And yes. so we switched to a database. Cause it's like, that's really databases are for is yes. these guarantees, you know? Yes. So a lot of that so stuff Seguro... has to do with just like, Seguro wants to take the sort of risk of having one file that stores all of your events and 
basically say, hey, let's swap out LMDB and use another database technology. In this case, we were we thought, you know, Apple's Foundation DB, which is a distributed key value, actually multi-data model, but for the key value store that's distributed, and that's like the heart of CloudKit. So it's mm-hmm. like everything that they build is basically using this Foundation DB, which is an open source thing. But it's extremely fast. You still get ACID guarantees, which is like a database uh, ac- acronym. What does for- ACID stand for? Uh, atomic, consistent, isolated, and durable. Okay, I need uh, to put you on the spot. I was like, literally just, <laughs> just remind so, me. I was like, okay. oh, shoot. Oh, sweating, sweating, sweating. No, 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 no. I swear to God, I'm an engineer. Um, yeah. But so, I mean, so just to be clear, though, it's distributed in that one of the good things about that is you can have a copy in a whole bunch of different locations. And if yeah. one server gets hit by, are they meteors or asteroids? Exactly. Exactly. This cosmic rays, um, yes. then you have another copy, which right now on your, if you run it on your laptop, very common people are like, Oh, my laptop got corrupted. Mm-hmm. My ship is gone, you know? Yeah. And so we wouldn't have that problem. In so fact, I literally just hosting. messed my ship up earlier today oh. and my, my event logs messed up. So I have to breach. <laughs> yeah. Just corrupt. But so it's like, it's a, it's actually like, you know, it's, it's, it's the corrupt. It's, the event log uh, is actually a very big problem. Yeah, it's one of the few like unrecoverable problems, actually, because if you have a good event log in Urbit, you can replay it. It'll take a long time, but you can replay your whole life history, basically. Yeah. But if there's some flaw in it, that's when it's a problem. Right. Mm-hmm. So Seguro would provide the ability to distribute that across multiple locations. Right. And then yeah. what would Armada do? And Armada was related to that. Um it was, it's actually kind of the spiritual successor to Armada is Pyro. I, I don't know if uh, Datchis talked about Pyro when he was, yeah, he was we on did here, it. right? We, did he do? Yeah, he talked about Pyro. So da- the Datchis Tipperal episode, he talks about virtualization, virtual Urban native virtualization. So we want to yeah. be able to run real ships as virtual ships within a ship. But yours was specifically for hosting, right? Or that was the yeah. use case you were thinking about. Yes. And so what would be the benefit of that? Just so everyone, just to be clear. So that was one approach, kind of, that was one approach to um, basically consolidating a ship's memory footprint or, or like a fleet of ship's memory footprint into like a single loom mm. somehow. Yeah. So that's the idea is basically like, because we have this guarantee already within each ship and um ted ravness has uh talked about this um at assembly last year actually there's a really good clip if you're interested in learning about um structural sharing within the loom um that is provided or sort of like enabled by the properties of of knock uh, look, look that up. Look the, I think it was the core developer panel yeah, on, yeah. on, it's on YouTube. Yeah. And basically towards the end, um, somebody asks, Hey, hasn't like, hasn't Urbit sort of like solved some like really deep computer science problems that have existed for like 50 plus years and like the whole history, like that didn't, Ur- oh, yeah. oh, right. Yeah. Actually we should publish this. Uh, <laughs> 
Like, as a YouTube clip that no one watches. They're poorly that made. question kind of sounds like a plant, actually. <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> are you or aren't you the greatest lover to ever live? Right. It was like, so that thing that. was like dynamic yeah. versus uh, static linking in programs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so because of how knock is structured, we basically means that there's like no, we get the benefits of both. Um, mm-hmm. And so it was sort of well, like also, extending that to a whole fleet of ships rather than just each yeah. one. Why can't they all share the nouns? And, and then, and then the other thing is that, you know, when you host ships, all the difficulty is in the layer between the Unix and the, and the process, the urban yep. process and that kind of border. Um, and so a lot of what we're doing as a cloud provider or like a hosting provider is doing all this kind of like, I don't know what they, but it's like, oh, it's almost like the, the application is a black box to you and you're kind of like poking it, trying to say, like, is it okay? Cause you also want to like inspect it. There's all kinds of other problems, right? And yeah. so there's a lot of difficulties there. That's like most of what cl- the cloud urbit business is. Load balancing, physical yeah, volume. Admit, and so if they yeah. were all happening in urbit, there would be one less layer of kind of like misdirection, I guess, yeah, yeah. is part That's of the a good point. Yeah. part of the idea. I think so. Yeah. So there you go. So anyways. But yeah, yeah. so, so Datchess has kind of picked up a lot of stuff. I mean, so it's, yeah. it's pretty cool. Actually, it's kind of keeping going. I so, still want so to finish building on, those out. Yeah, I mean, it'd be interesting Someday. to take some time and, and make Pyro work for the Armada use case for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then you move, and then so basically you were working on that stuff and then you came over to the foundation to work full time. And mm-hmm. since then, you've also been doing like event log stuff, not exclusively, but so mm-hmm. event log stuff. So, can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. So, uh, in February, I think it was January or February. I started working on event log truncation, mm. which was like a long running sort of initiative um, tied up with a lot of other major initiatives that um, ended up kind of just getting tabled. And so it was great for me because I came in and I think Ted and Josh were like, let's just do this dumbest way possible. I was like, always the best way. That's right up my alley. <laughs> <laughs> so we just, uh, I just sort of learned me a ver, learned me a event log. And, uh, and yeah, so chop is like a, uh, that's my claim to fame. I named that one. I know. I was going to say that's an excellent four letter oh, yeah. word. Perfect. So, and so explain, explain what happened before chop. Because this is also one of those things where I'm like, maybe these youngins don't remember the pre-CHOP era. Explain about how big these things would get. So apparently, actually you might know better than I do, Karina. Uh, You know, Urbits receive tons and tons of events, like all the time. And as you mentioned in the last episode, anytime anybody wanted to read something off your Urbit, that's a right to your event log. Um, so if I'm not wrong, Zod had grown to quite a healthy size for its event log. Um, Unspeakable size. 
I think uh, you imagine like, so yeah. So I mean like the event logs, I'm, Oh cool. Sounds great. Right. Beginning of yeah. time. It's like, no, because it's like, if you have Zod, which has existed now been running consistently for like several years. Right. And, yeah. um, hasn't been breached in a long time. It's impressive. And so it's like you begin to have these event logs that are like bigger. It's like, I imagine like a goldfish that you keep feeding it and it breaks the, it's, that's kind of what the event logs would be. Or I'm trying to like, you know, or worse than that, something like, like, like a SCOBY, like a, oh, you used to be a hippie. You don't know about SCOBYs. Oh yeah. Like a kombucha SCOBY. You get it's like, your kombucha you know, mother. Exactly. That, that, mother, you keep feeding it and it just like grows. Mother. It's like a oil barrel and it's like overflowing with, with SCOBY. Yeah. That's what Zod, that's always how I visit Zod's Zod uh, event log. So yes. chop allowed you to basically like, truncate literally make that smaller so it's not growing forever yeah and the reason why you can do that why is that is hard i think that's actually well, the be better question why is that even like why it's because you were talking about hard. how the event log is like your source of truth right like it's important that you have these so that you if something happens to your ship and you're in a, a bad state your corrupt state or something that you can replay those events to come back to a good state but if you don't have your events then what how is this even a benefit so it's like not the event log isn't really the only source of truth for an urban ship whoa yeah it's the There's a secret a third secret thing it's the snapshot it's your <laughs> state right it's yeah so the, explain the snapshot explain the snapshot system yeah so the snapshot by default a snapshot gets taken like every few minutes, I think by default, and in your same peer in the dot herb, you'll see a CHK folder. And inside there, there's a north and a south dot bin file. Uh, and these are memory images of your loom. Okay, so it's basically your urbit state. Um, just written to disk as sort of and so that's why actually, because remember, urbit's a pure function. So it's like, I remember. wait, it's a per function. So why don't we have to, when we start up our ship after shutting it down, why doesn't it have to play all those events again? Right. It's because it loads a snapshot. So, and then it replays from the, from the latest snapshot, basically. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so if you have that and you know, it's good, then you can chop off your events and as far as I'm aware, many young men are chopping their event logs as we speak today. <laughs> That's a sensation sweeping the nation. Yes. Um, so, okay. So, so, cho so, cho and so the hard part right there is just doing it in a way that you're not essentially like getting rid of the lifeboats on your boat. You know, you're like, yeah, you got to make sure it's actually correct to do so. Yeah. And so that's sort of what the work for building chop went into. Like Got it. making sure, hey, if somebody chops and they don't have an up-to-date snapshot, you know, tell them, hey, chill. Like you gotta, yeah, you're not gonna want to do this right now. Doesn't let stop chopping. Stop that actually chopping. sounds incredibly stop chopping roll complex. Was it? Yeah. I mean, it seems uh, really difficult. I that's good to hear. Am I wrong? <laughs> well, there's two sides of it. It's like, we'll just chop it off. Just, you know, just like it's like a spreadsheet. Just select the ones yeah. and just delete. Like, what's the, don't be weird about it. And of course, if you think about it for a little while, like, oh, actually, that's making sure, being sure. That's the hard part, yeah. right? 
Okay, well, here's the difference. Because, okay, um, Fan Fun Mockbud, Peter McAvoy of Tlon uh, Engineering okay. fame. He's a very talented engineer. Um, and then, you know, other engineers worked on the Mars-Earth split, which is another binary-related thing. But as part of that, um, the event log truncation was built last year, summer of last year. And... Um, it was way more advanced than CHOP. It was like CHOP, actually, if your ship's running, it shuts it down for you. Like, it, it only works offline. So it's called offline event log truncation. Um, and so, like, the one that he built was online event log truncation. So you can literally Whoa. chop your event log while you're running. Wow. So, like, for hosted ships and stuff, is like uptime guarantees and stuff is maintained with with that and it is very you know i i think if mars earth would have went through which I, I guess it even could have the more i talk with master morzad he's like actually i think there wasn't anything wrong with that but that's a whole nother discussion we just forgot um, about it no it was like unrelated memory corruption yeah. issues ended up yeah any yeah anyways providentially it didn't work out so um so yeah like it's way more complex when you bring the online factor, but you know, chop took me, I think eight weeks or maybe it was that four. Was the, it was fast. That was, like, that was like the part of the job where you get hired, you do yeah. a whole bunch of amazing stuff and then you do nothing for the rest. Of your <laughs> yeah. But everyone remembers chop. Everyone remembers chop. Like, hey, we can't fire that guy. He did chop. He did chop. That's, the That's what they'll put chop. on my headstone. You did chop. Chop. Okay, so what's the epoch system then? Because that's the other thing I, yeah. I I've heard about related to this event log stuff. Yeah, so that was kind of a natural extension to at least like my familiarity with the part of the system, event log related part of the system. So the epoch system takes that same log folder inside of your peer and splits it into epochs so like right now everybody has a single data.mdb file that stores their entire event log that may or may not have been chopped but it's just one file right it's like one list of events um which is fine and has you know gotten us quite a distance but it actually made implementing chop a little harder. Mm -hmm. um, and it also, so I guess we have like long standing sort of bugs that appear at various times as we progress in like Urbit's freezing process. And one of those major problems is called jet mismatch which uh, may have been discussed on previous episodes or no, not. No, I haven't done a jet jet one yet. But everyone who's booted a ship has seen probably. Booting the jets, you know, jets, yeah. So. so I'm not an expert and, you know, I'm sure people could explain it better than I can. But best of my understanding, a jet mismatch is essentially when, um, well, I guess, should I describe jets real quick? Nah, I think it, nah. It, everyone knows it, jets. It, it, it merits its entire yeah, own entire thing. Yeah, right. Uh, Le um, leave them wanting like. Shit. 
Yeah. You are boiling <laughs> the ocean after <laughs> all. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta subscribe. I gotta first like it. Tune back in. <laughs> I gotta tune back. I'm never gonna find yeah, out what right. chance were. Dun dun dun. That's it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> As you look it up, kids. Okay. Ebox uh, system. Jets. So, Ebox system. Essentially, it's a it's a new format for your event log on disk that makes it easier to do things like event log truncation and fixing jet mismatches. So what's what's okay, I so, think funny as someone is like so many of these. The thing about Urban is it's supposed to be done right. So you have like these thing these questions yeah. that come up where it's like we we can't do that this many times. So how how mm-hmm. does it have to work so that it'll basically be done or be closer to being done? And so you have sort of like long ranging argue. I mean, I've been hearing about this probably my entire Urbit career, such as it is. Um, and it's like when it comes down to you're basically talking about like a file format, like you know, basically a directory format. Yeah. You know, which it seems like so like wait. People talk about it like it's like you're yeah. you're like launching a rocket into space. Like really, what you're doing it's like going in the repo, changing some directories around, and then making a whole bunch yeah. of code that make that knows where the directories are, and then not messing it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's like it's it's a funny thing that it comes down to something so straightforward. Actually. Yeah. So like now with the epoch system, and hopefully we'll ship this certainly before the end of the month, but. Um, so it takes that log folder and your data.mdb file will be gone. And instead you'll have a list of folders within the log that are have pat UI um, names. So like zero I uh, 100 and then basically named after the event yeah. that starts the epoch. You better, better remember so which it's, Ah, forget it. I was never good with this. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> there are Let's chunks of events. <laughs> so each one of these folders yeah. has its own event log, which is, you know, a little slice, a little yeah. epoch, a little yeah. chunk of the total event log, but also a snapshot. This and this is the This also part. strikes me as the thing where it's like another thing, very urban thing where it's like, okay, what we want to do is actually simple simpler. And the hard thing is yeah. getting from where everyone is now to that thing and and migrating mm-hmm. everybody's state right because this is the thing is like we have to maintain continuity yes and so you have to have yes, everybody so. that exists in the current system somehow smoothly upgraded this system with zero loss so it actually is like yeah rock- so it's a migration yeah, it's like, it is like uh launching a rocket in some ways because it's like you yeah and this is up. the first like migration i've written for urbit i guess um, so that was all the work was like guarantee that the migration is safe in all the different cases. Yeah. Someone starts like a ship your from snapshots like are corrupt. What happens? Version zero. Yeah. It's like it has Long to work. And that thing really hard actually. Cause there's always some right. person who boots up and like, no, oh, yeah. it's, broken. It's, it's like you haven't used it in seven years and it has to like go yeah. through every single thing. Yeah. And that's why you just gotta Boot give it a minute. Fresh, man. You know? I mean, shoot. It's yeah, time you gotta traveling. give it a minute. Um, Your ship is time traveling right now. So yeah, that's the that's pretty much the epoch system. I mean, it's good. That's, that's cool. Good. So okay, so I'm sorry, my my camera keeps going out of focus, and it's like I don't know if you guys can see. This is why I'm rocking back and forward. Like, for those of you at home, I'm I'm have this sort it's of like like modern uh, which adds to the disorientation of my normally 
impeccable takes. Well, um, you need to upgrade, dude. <laughs> also, okay, for people at home, see that? Uh, Master Botek has some like face tracking where makes it's me make you slightly seasick. <laughs> Sorry. But anyway, okay, it's actually a segue. It's a perfect segue. <laughs> Behold the perfect segue. Yeah. Um, yeah. So when the Apple uh, uh, scuba goggles came out, okay. Yeah. Everyone can everyone decided that Anthony was going to hate this. Uh and was like literally yes. tacking me trying to like egg me into having an argument about it. And they're like said me Anthony you you luddite. You, you I luddite. Literally had people that were just imputing these arguments to me. I do hate it, but I mean it's just funny that I'm like including me. It's just funny that there's a reaction where No, no, I came to you and I was like, "Well, what are you trying to I'm trying to, I'm trying to say I'm trying, give me a, let me segue. So so <laughs> So, so Master Botech was one of these guys who texted me that was essentially like, don't you hate this? And I was like, and so I wanted to, we haven't talked about it. So I figured, but, but you have yeah. thought a lot about working on Urbit in the sort of grant, in, like I said, in the broadest sense, like remote work where, you know, in office, out of office, DevX, like just sort of like how you work and work on Urbit in specific. Yep. So I wanted to hear you, can you VR pill me? And Roslet, who I know is very VR pilled already, um, yes. And so, can you just nice, good to hear. VR pill her, um, yeah. I want to hear your. Nice. I want to hear your pitch. I will. So the first thing to understand is that AR and VR dead on arrival, man. Dead That's on arrival. I thought you were pro. AR VR is okay. dead. This is spatial okay. computing. <laughs> Okay. What's that? It's Tim good Apple. for hand no, wavers. He's waving his hands. Mm-hmm. Good yeah. for hand wavers. Okay, good. That's you. I have a hand waver. That's a joke. Uh, yeah, you do it all the time. It's, it's a good quality to have. It's expressive. <laughs> it's almost like an Italian thing. I'm but anyways, conquering um, space with my hands when I wave them. Good. Uh, okay, so spatial computing. What is that? Why do I need that? Well... So the gist of it is that Apple knows how to nail human computer interaction innovations. They have done it for a long time since the since the first desktop computer. Source, please. They 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 <laughs> did the mouse. Uh, I, maybe Xerox did the mouse, and then Apple made it actually good. But that's the thing. That's what Apple okay. does. Okay, so they're good at they, it. They they see the landscape. Every, and every development in computer technology has always been tied to a specific innovation in human computer interaction. With that, I agree. I agree with you. So it started with the mouse, the keyboard. Well, the mouse made it accessible. Um, and then people bought Apple IIs yeah. for their home. And then fast forward, iPhone. That was, you know, there was Palm Pilot. There was BlackBerry. That stuff was out there. Why didn't people do it? It was only like business. Oh, I've got a BlackBerry for business. I got a pager. You should right? not spill, speak like, ill of the BlackBerry. If you, if on you this were Gordon Gecko, yeah, we, if you had we, a Gordon, <laughs> BlackBerry, I still cool. have BlackBerry. one. It's cool. <laughs> people are still mad at BlackBerry, according to uh, my friend who runs a, a mobile, uh, a mobile service. They're company. mad, like, because they can't have one because they feel FOMO. Because they went away. Because BlackBerry was notorious for like very, uh, very like, 
almost rude business yeah. relationships because they, like because they were the king yeah, exactly. of mobile exactly. right yeah so Thank like Tim they Apple, made it so hard to just like so so I'm anyways Steve blackberry no what but so I don't know. like omar blackberry but apple i think they patented multi-touch gesture multi-touch gesture and this pinch to zoom swipe to scroll like a keyboard that you can actually this use. This is an Apple argument. This like, isn't a VR argument. This is like Apple's dope. But I'm like, I I, I agree that Apple okay. did all that stuff. But I'm like, come on, okay, okay. me. We're still going. I'm not gonna let you gloss over the um, Apple Watch. Either. So the, that's how they got that the yeah. iPhone. That's how they did the yeah. iPhone. The iPad is kind of just a, a iteration of multi-touch gesture. Um, and then you know, Apple Watch, Facebook, Steam. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Don't forget. Shoot, I forgot about that. Wow, look, you're a steel man. No, I'm, I'm so mad at your arm, bro, because I'm saying the Apple Watch sucks <laughs> and didn't revolutionize anything. But anyway, go ahead. Sorry. doesn't Not matter because it's on everyone's wrist, including your grandma's. That's true. Not my grandma. And but... if she falls down, you'll get life alert. Okay. It's good. All right. <laughs> Anyways, so that was that. Um, and then this is the trippy part. This is the sweet part. And I want Urbit to be able to run as low latency, real-time signal processing as the Apple Vision That's Pro. That's a big ask. Because <laughs> this, thing is, this thing is decked out in sensors. It's got like four cameras on the outside, two outside-facing screens so they can project the, the video of your eyeballs from the inside on the outside and make it look like your eyeballs are there. I feel like it's ridiculous. I've been an Apple I talk, ASMR. They got <laughs> infrared sensors. Infrared. Lidar. Lidar. Infrared is what plants And crave. they have two Yeah. They have two chips in there. One's like your normal M2 MacBook Pro chip, but they built a new chip called the R1 for real-time signal processing for all this stuff. And so they make it somebody I was talking to, a smart guy. He was like, wait, the Apple Vision isn't just a piece of glass and you, you can see through it? He actually thought what they're trying to make you believe, oh, which is that it's a piece <laughs> yeah, of glass, yeah. right? It, and it's clear. And like the only things that you get that render are like additive and the rest of it's actually yeah. clear and you yeah, see yeah. through it. I was like, you really thought? I was amazed. Um, all right. So can I, can I, I agree with all that. Okay. No, no, no. Got to finish. So the HCI here is the way the eye tracking and the pinching or the tapping of the, the, the fingers together. So apparently this is like magical. Like it's so low latency, first of all, that like the selection, you just look and then, and then you tap wherever the heck your hand is. Doesn't matter. You can just tap. And you can swipe, you can do kind of multi-touch, but you just you just look. It's trip. So, so <laughs> that, I don't like it. I mean, <laughs> well, it is. It does open a whole a deeper opportunity for dystopian futures. Well, of okay, course. okay. So, but but, but pragmatically, yeah, okay, we're so, so pragmatically though, how do you imagine this would change like how you work? Because I think that's like. Because it's, it's the the price point is way too high for it to be like a normal consumption mm -hmm. thing, unless people are 
subsidizing it not in 2025 um the chinese rumor mills are already already uh, pushing out we'll see i mean in 2025 there will be a a lower cost apple vision maybe maybe but right now certainly like it'll be maybe but the chinese rumor mills are very very reliable no no have you been to mac rumors clearly i have not as much as you have (laughs) it's an industry dude (laughs) chinese workers in Foxconn, oh, yeah. they get paid. I, I, I believe you, but okay. So I'm saying right now it's a limited run of people. And so it will yeah. be a specialist tool, almost certainly. And then, so, Shout out so to who's Josh. going to uh, buy me the goggles? <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, this is your, your opportunity to pitch to your boss why you need these goggles to work on Urbit specifically. That's what you need to explain to me. Well, it's because if we want, like, Urbit is supposed to be space age computing, in a, in but also traditional. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, it's supposed to be the very latest. Like, we should be able to benefit from like all of the best things on Earth, but in our own like way yeah. that we own and just like customize and, and actually private and secure and all well, that. I mean, using an earth right? on this so thing, like, if there was some straightforward way to do like old computer content in this, that's like, of course, but I just mean more like what kind of like patterns. Well, they already have web browsers. Yeah, like what kind of, pa- I mean, cause you just use it in the, I mean, that's like whatever. So I'm like, yeah. what would this pattern be like unique? Does that make sense? Like what, what, why working in VR be an interesting thing beyond just like, not getting on off your couch slash toilet. Well, because I mean it. I, I was an idiocracy like reference. Family <laughs> program. Family program. Right, idiocracy. Their 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 lounge chairs are just yeah. toilets. Like that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. So okay. So besides that, yeah. Dream with me here. What? What? Explain to me how this would be. Okay. Oh, having a spatial. Yeah, yeah. Why device? would that be better for like a developer experience specifically? Oh. Well, you don't have to. Have you ever seen like a day trader's desk? Yeah, or like I mean, sort of. I've seen. They often have um, desks that have matrices of six to nine screens, monitors, all held up by like very advanced, very like you know, crazy like monitor arm grids. You don't need that anymore. <laughs> okay. Like so the day fact, trader market sewn up. I got it. That's good. That's actually good. Or just somebody who uses multiple monitors. Like I use a single monitor right now, but it's because it's a hassle. It's like if I could just infinite have that, monitors. Boom! That opens up a whole. Thing. But okay, so so to that end though, it seems like the. Um, you can still use a keyboard if you it, want, or you can do a. How many tabs do you have open? Yeah. Me. Like Chrome tabs, generally. I'm actually a fairly orderly person. I'm not one of those like thrive in chaos yeah. types. Like I like to reduce clutter, stuff like that. So I, I actually use an the Arc browser. If no, you tried this out, told me about it before. It's pretty cool. I could share my screen. No, please don't. You don't. Yeah, it, but I, um, it's too, too intimate. <laughs> I'll narrate as I, I'll narrate as I share my screen here. No, no, no. But what I was gonna say, can you see? What I was gonna say is like you know there is like just infinite desk is not necessarily a positive. You know, 
It doesn't mean you're going to work. No. Whatever. It's, it's, it's just an observation. It just opens up possibilities. You know, it's just, you know, like we want to see computers be more human, more like natural, right? More like present. Um, and so like see, some of that Indian the real stuff compelling is, it device has, here. It's, st- it's still in you. You want to be like uh, mindfully computing. You, d- you do want to mindfully compute. Yeah. Yeah. I know you. Yeah. They're like, that's why people are like, lots of urban people, like, they want e ink displays yeah. and stuff that they can use outside. It's like sick. Yeah. Sweet. Me too. And like, the real compelling device is like, don't, don't look at like what the Apple Vision Pro is today. Look at what it's going to be in five years, 10 yeah. years. I'm sure they're working on technology to actually make it so when a pixel is off or, or one of the diodes is off, that the glass is clear. So literally they're going to have probably glasses at some point where you can have additive sort of renders and you can look at people as a normal human being. And, you know, I mean, I think the sort of the, um, I don't want to say the only, because I, I know nothing about this, but the compelling part to me is sort of like the ergonomic argument. Yes. Yes, that's kind of. I mean, that is interesting. You mean like? Thank pain? you for bringing that sorry, up sorry, because what is, what is I'm a no, I'm an ergonomics ergomax. like enthusiast. Do you have like mall walker shoes? Please stop getting up. <laughs> I'm going ahead and stand up right now. You got to see this. This is a, this is a this is an audio first podcast. You cannot just whatever you're trying. It's to all right. Describe I'll describe everything. Okay. So ergonomics are so sitting, important. Uh, a sitting posture to now a standing posture. So while he's, I'm like a tall faffing about with his setup. <laughs> you see this thing? The floor. <laughs> see this? Oh. I got a split ergonomic keyboard with a trackball in the middle. So, so this man is a, is an ergo. He's an ergo. Check master. this out. He's an ergo. Wow. Look at this. What? You can walk while standing. <laughs> Okay, it's Ross a board. Tanner, can you please explain to me what the ergonomic argument is for VR goggles? Because I don't really understand what you're talking. I mean, about. I don't. The, so I didn't know. I'm just basing this off of this conversation. Okay. So it sounds to me like Matt was mentioning sort of like gestures and an organic, like more seamless, more human yeah. experience. So to me, that makes sense because we're right now, you know, we're tethered to all these yeah. like stupid I- bits and bobs, and that's why like our backs are. Um, bleeped and our wrists and all these things mm-hmm. so i could bleeped, see just... that that could free us up to I move in a more um functional way i agree 100%. Right? So I agree 100%. no and, and i think it's like i i actually am not return i'm not as mad about this as as people would think i i think that the the interesting thing to me is that it's like basically a design problem um Look at this. It's like a bunch of birch plywood strapped together as a board that oh, can swivel. Oh, it's just little strips that It's move. trip. It's but so cool. This is, can you see this this is, right watch can, this. I can see this. So it's like a... Actually, see that's... That? I do it's like really that. Cool. This isn't just from like a Canada. woodworking fidget spinner territory. Like yeah. It's like, <laughs> okay. Dude, it's ergonomic. What I was going to say... And it activates your brain. What I was going to say... Is it like, this is basically a design question, right? Like, how do you design stuff to be used in this thing? And that's an open question. It's like, it's like you know, 
how to make the best iPhone apps it took a long time to get all those like interface, yeah. you know, like that's not really a technical question. It's, it's like a design question. And so that's like kind of what needs to yep. be rethought. And I'm just like a little bit like, I think that will longer than making a dope set of glasses. Like it'll take longer to figure out how to make them like useful, if that makes sense. And I think it's like, and of course, what's mm -hmm. interesting is that I feel like urban, I mean, even though all of our interface are very like normy, I think that that's a thing that at least urban people think about a lot is like different in concepts. So I think I can see it dovetailing in that way. Mm -hmm. It's just like right now. Well, you know, Liam is really bullish on Apple vision from what yeah, I've I heard. Mean, I haven't talked to him about it, but he wants native UI to, you know, build for, for vision pro apps. Which is, I mean, that would, that would be amazing. And that would actually be a great confirmation and, and of the native like, UI honestly, idea. We should talk about that too, because it's like, we're trying to get to Mars, right? But we're still on Earth. We still all run Macs. Just so everyone knows, he's like I, doing my... his little like foot massager thing. And I, I think you're, so while he's talking to me, he's like grooving. He's like, it's like a very odd situation. It's very natural. It's very natural. <laughs> <laughs> so Sorry, um, we're trying to get to Mars. No, the thing is like the, my personal opinion is that we need to just make really, really good native apps on all of the existing platforms that have won, right? And basically overthrow like the existing suite of web two apps by sheer superiority, you know, like basically take over with like a thousand urbit apps, native urbit apps that all connect to yeah. your ship. And provide like this seamless, composable, like integrated experience across them that just like dominates, you know, what you can do on Facebook.com. Yeah. I agree. And with that, I think we should wrap this up. I want to thank you. You clearly have some uh, yes. uh, orthopedic <laughs> exercises you'd like to do. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to the chiropractor right after this. <laughs> Ergo maxing is a full-time job. I understand. I understand. Um, but yeah. I, I just wanted to thank you for, for, for coming and telling us about all the, the event log stuff and, um, and some of your, uh, your, uh, uh, maximalist VR ideas. And that's, that'll be good too. But, um, it's not VR. Sorry, sorry. Spatial computing. I didn't mean to. Spatial, yeah. spatial computing. computing. You gotta remember um, this. So if anyone is interested, listening right now is interested in kind of like where you hang out your, your content, where can they find you? Pump your bags. I'm always in the gather, in the town. gather town. So we have a gather town in the urbit world, but you can DM me or, you know, uh, you know, all the normal all right, places. Good. You don't have like a SoundCloud you want to promote or like, uh, no, go fund me. See, <laughs> okay. nope. All right. Well, thanks again. It's been fun. Uh, Raza, do you have any final, Thank final you. questions, clothing, thoughts or anything? I think we covered everything. All right. Thought we were just getting started. <laughs> just, well, this there. is now we switch into the behind the scenes. I mean, we could part. we could go for another two hours probably. <laughs> I I'm pro now we're getting into the real juicy R and D. All right, yeah, great talking to you, man. Talk to you soon.